Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for a busy gamer. It's my life and ever jail, it's me, Michael. Joining me, as always, he's living happily with his blue wife, it's Adrian. I want the dark moon ring. And he got so mad his head turned into Sauron, it's Matt. I lit myself on fire multiple times. Now, if you haven't guessed yet by our clever little intro there, or by just the title of today's episode, we've been playing the latest From Software, Dark Souls-esque, Bloodborne-ish, Le Sekiro-esque game, Elden Ring. There's a genre for that. It's called Soulsborn, or Souls-like. But now, okay, it's called Soulsborn because of Bloodborne. Does Elden Ring yeah. enter the Pantheon? Are they now called, like, Soulsborn Rings? Elden Soulsborns? Well, you'd need to also include Sekiro in there in some capacity. So I feel like they were like, all right, just stop at Soulsborn and we'll we'll leave it. Like, we'll just encompass everything with that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Soulsborn is the limit. You can only have two. Like, it's not, like, you got Metroidvania. It's not, yeah. you know, Metroidvania Night. You know, we, we've got we've got the word. What makes this one different is that you'd probably say this one is the first, like, open world Souls. Yeah, real open world. Yeah, proper open. Because the thing is, like, Twitch classifies Bloodborne as open world. And it's Which like, I see, like, it, but no, because it is an open world. It's you not. Can, it's, like, it's an open world, game, but it's not an open world. The world is open. The world, the world is open. The world if, of if anything, Devil May Cry is open. <laughs> you can go anywhere in Devil May Cry. That the yeah, game it's probably me. an open world on uh, Twitch, <laughs> but this is this is this is, this puts other open worlds to shame. This puts bloody GTA Five to shame. Well, Red Dead Redemption Two, our previous game, does it put that to shame? Oh, oh no, that was so much better. No, this is about if the game's for a busy gamer. Not okay. <laughs> I'm trying to. We're not making the games compete. Okay, we love all of them except uh, the Grinch. Okay. But maybe I could be coerced <laughs> to review the game in terms of goodness at the end of the episode after everybody's listened to the entire episode. Well, let's start off with the grind. Uh, what do you guys think as a grindy, busy gamer game? Look, it's kind of like, what do you expect? If you have... If you have experience with From Software games, like you understand what the grind is like going to be. Uh, it does exist, but it's just what lens do you see it through? Do you just see it as uh, learning and like, like coming up against a hard boss and repeating to learn? Or do you see it as like banging your head on a brick wall? It's like the kind of is only the, the one experience. It is challenging. That's what how they're designed. Um, so that's either going to like give a taste, like a, leave a bad taste of grind at times, or you it might just be your thing and you don't see it as grind because you don't see it as like you don't see it as unnecessary work. Or I think that's how a lot of people see grind. You're like you're making me do this a lot and just repeating the same gameplay loop in order to progress, which might not be your experience. If you're very good at From Games, that then that grind will be lessened. But so it's like it is what it, it is. What it is with this, it particularly is for bu- busy gamers, it's whatever you 
end up doing because I think I think we've t- Matt brought it up in a previous Souls review. I can't remember if it's Sekiro or Dark Souls or what, but um, like it's a knowledge grind. You know, you're not. It's a learning. It's about learning where that item is that you need to get, or where you yeah. like how to fight this enemy with the loadout you have, or how to better your loadout. Like it's it's less about. I mean, you absolutely can farm souls, but you don't need to. It's less, so it's less about grinding in that sense of like farm uh, and like level grind, and it's more about grinding repetitively against an enemy or a boss or an encounter. But the thing is, I think Elden Ring lessens that for a Souls game because if you face a boss you can't grind through, then you just go off somewhere else and you stumble across a boss that's like 10 levels lower than you and you decimate. So uh, I think this this of all the Souls games is the least, is probably the least grindy, at least in like the first majority of the game i i think i would say this game has a bigger late game grind and i'm really coming up against that now in my uh like mage solo playthrough so i've done two playthroughs now uh one like our first one was together uh playing it all together because we find enjoyment and fun in playing multiplayer and some people might uh look down upon that but uh you know you enjoy whatever you want, however you want to enjoy it. So we were playing a multiplayer, and I think at some point we just kind of split up and like ran ahead because people were busy, busy games, busy lives. Got to finish the game for the podcast. Uh, but the late game, the late game for me in this new run where I've been playing solo without any summons or spirits or anything, like really challenging myself, self-imposed challenges for sure, has become such a grind, and I am stuck on the hardest boss in the game and I am determined to beat it before I progress to the end of the game. And it's just, yeah, it's an so absolute grind of just like, it is knowledge and, and skill of just being like, okay, how do I beat this? Like, what can I do to beat this person? And I've like been running around collecting like some better spells and better um, skills and respecking myself <clears throat> I have, a, I have a really fun story. I'll tell it later. But I think the late game, like the, towards the end of the game is where the grind starts to hit. Because I think the middle is very wonky on power leveling, like like the power level, sorry. Sometimes you'll like stumble into something really easy and sometimes you'll find stuff you're really not meant to be facing yet. But by the end game, I think it lines up and it gets tough. It gets real tough. Yeah. the The thing with the difficulty of the bosses... I find is the first eighty percent of mandatory bosses are probably like due to you going elsewhere doing things and then getting better at the game than you would have in say uh, I've recently picked up again Dark Souls and Bloodborne and it's like okay if I want to practice before uh, Taurus Demon. I can't, <laughs> or if I want to practice before um, uh, Papa G, I've got the cleric beast, and that's not good practice against a like a two different boss types. Human, yeah. Uh, whereas this, there are so many bosses that you can practice and learn the game engine a lot better. Um, in optional bosses difficulty, so Adrian's boss, who is the hardest boss in the game, is optional. 
falls into category of they are the hardest bosses ever. They are uh, Sword Saint Ishin like almost like oh, like almost bullshit. You know, like the whole package is almost bullshit. Whereas there are some bosses in these games where it's like overall they're not that bad, but they have like one or two moves that are pretty yeah okay from. Uh, the other category of optional bosses is e- easiest, <laughs> like, uh, and so you know you have you go main story boss is difficult, you go easy optional boss, you happy you fight the story boss again, you beat you happy, and so this is like people say it's the easiest from game, and it's like it's the easiest because it has the most um, foreplay. <laughs> kind of thing yeah like it actually teaches you the game before making you fight a boss i think i think on average like 80 percent of the bosses are a cakewalk and then the other 20 percent are possibly the hardest bosses from soft have ever designed like there are a lot of bosses in this game that are t- like got to be in their top 10 hardest like hardest fights yeah and for me, my grind that I've specifically written down, so it is the mid game. The middle of the game is where I found it the hardest. Um, where I just found the build that I started with wasn't working. I changed builds to so I was going sword and board, and I changed to mage because this is when the sort of night and fire was still broken, and so I was like, I may as well. Why not? <laughs> It's there for me. Uh, and then the last build I did was uh, Dex. Not the Moonvale Katana, but the other the other broken Katana. Because it's broken, why wouldn't I use it? Um, but the mid-game, it's like there are bosses where the certain builds play so much differently. So the boss that Adrian's fighting... I fought that in what I consider my mid-game at the time, when you should be fighting at late-game, but I was playing... I played that as a mage. Hardest thing ever. In New Game Plus, with Dex build, easy easy baby boss. Baby boss easy. And it's because I feel that the certain builds have different grind, depending on the bosses. Oh, yeah. like different. Yeah, I think it goes without saying that different bosses will have different effectivenesses against certain things. But it's it's to the point where it's like, I almost feel like, wow, did they even playtest this with a mage? Like, I, I've got two of those thoughts in my head because the one that Adrian's talking about, which we'll, we'll name later. Or you already know, if you know. If you know. If you, you know, know, you know. Uh, but then there's a very uh, late-game duo... I've effectively one shot them because magic. And so I was like, did you play test this with magic? And that's um so there's, you know, pro grind and con grind with that, which is uh Yeah terms that you have I've to just pick coined. your battles and pick like you're gonna have come up against different walls that other people like um the commander I'll not give full name, but the commander uh towards the end of the game, had real tough time with dex build. Easy as hell with the mage build. 
Really? I was the other way around. Because that's the other thing as well. These games always do have that some people just click differently. Yeah, that's true. Even different times, like from soft games. And Boston's sometimes you got to, yeah, it's like there's the grind. Like, like the, I say the grind. The thing is, I think the game sucks you in so quickly. It doesn't feel like grind very quickly. So, like, you're, like, spending time thinking about this stuff but it, it's it's so enjoyable it doesn't feel like grind like i had to go out of my way just like just before we started to go get a new uh skill to help me fight this boss and and like that i would say that's some sort of grind like it's taking me away from the the like main thing to help me better myself against the boss but at the same time, but it, it breaks up the repetitiveness. Yeah. And some people would say the repetitiveness is the grind. Yeah. And I'm at the point where there's not much else to do. Like, I can't progress the game any further until I, like, do this. Um, I guess it's fair good. enough to mention here, then, if we're sort of diving into kind of what constitutes the grind, then I will mention what I I coin the co-op trap. <laughs> and that yeah. uh, if you play co-op, so this one is this one was presented. Part of the hype around it was that they were saying, "Oh, we've made it like the most accessible and the easiest to play with summons." Uh, it's not. It's exactly the same. First of all, so let's get that out of the way. It's no different. Uh, but you just get to now hang out in a big area, so that's great. Like, so I want to do that a lot. You want to explore with your friends. I like playing these games cop. I see it as like Monster Hunter. It's in that vein, and so. If you have co-op partners that can carry you, uh, then it's like jumping into the deep end of the pool with like your big brother or your uncle and then he gets out and he's like, bye. And you're like, "Mm, sorry. And you're in the wrong parts of the game. And then you have to figure out where you need to go back to because you can't go forward. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. You cannot go forward uh, because they were doing too much for you. Uh, and so that's that creates a weird kind of grind. There were times where I'm like, I've just finished this boss that I should not have been doing, but we pulled it off because there was three of us. Uh, and now I'm in an area where everybody one-shots me. So I need to work backwards and explore other areas. So it's like, at least I get to see other things rather than just, say, walk into the grass in Pokemon and keep fighting a Growlithe ten times. I get to, like, at least explore the world. So they soften the blow a bit. But it's frustrating to be like, but I've been progressing. I've been doing the main bosses. And now I have to go do something else because I'm not I'm not the right level. Or I haven't got the right gear. And I so I need to get some smithing stones. Like, so the, a grind can exist there. So that's just, like, a little a little warning for you that depending on your build, you can get overstretched. I feel like in this one. Yeah, because you were Faith, so you had a spell slot dedicated to heal, right? Which means you're, like, you've committed, like, just say it's just that. It's just one spell slot, but that's still a commitment into being a supportive role of because it wasn't just the heal yourself, it was heal friends. And so it's like, well, now you don't have friends you've committed like you've extended into this (laughs) for no reason 
And so, because that's the thing as well. It's like, as you're saying, it's kind of like I'm thinking, yeah, it all meshes together in the fact that it's like certain builds versus certain bosses is one thing, but it also is like there would need to be different levels. Like a cleric build may have to be a higher level than uh, like a dex build that's designed to just like get in, get out kind of thing. Whereas cleric, you've taken your time to cast your spell and... So, and it requires different play styles. The, yeah, and I think the problem is is that with the FromSoft games is that they've had this perfect difficulty because there there is wiggle room. Like, you can do a lot of builds in Bloodborne and Dark Souls, but in this, there's in infinite almost amount, really. More than ever before, like, certainly. Uh, and so that difficulty is less perfect. It's still really good, but I would say that, yeah, the certain builds, the cult trap, it's like they... I'm sure they tried to account for it, but I I don't know. And you never will know because they keep their cards so close to their chest. I don't necessarily agree with the trap. I, like... Because we progress through at least the first two main areas of the game mostly on par with each other and I didn't have nearly as tough a time I think it might be the build at where you are or you need to respec it maybe because I've had to respec a couple times with the mage build to overcome challenges and I thought at the time I was like investing pretty well but I, I think this game is just this is where my issues with the game start to come in and it, it's that it's less perfected, it's less honed. Like, the openness is fantastic for, like, discovery and for, like, more items and that kind of thing. But it does also make it lose some of the razor edge, fine, like, gameplay, combat, and skill required sort of thing of the game. Because Like, it goes both ways. It goes, like, you can be OP earlier than you would in other games. But then, yeah, it does go like, oh, I want to try this build, and yeah, the build doesn't work as well. At least you can respec, and like a lot. Like a fairly, I thought it was only twice, but I've done it like four times on this game, this this run so far. Um, Which is like, going back, it's like playing Bloodborne. Oh, I can't respec. I got to commit to this. Oh, this is a big decision now. Going back further... Dark Souls. Oh, I can't sell anything? What the hell is this? Give me at least one soul for this. I'm never going to use this piece of shit armor. Give me one soul. See, but, uh, but... So respecking exists in a lot of games, right? And generally the way I see respecking is that they're going, hey, with this character, would you like to do something else? You're suggesting that the game is going, oh, you wasted some levels. Would you like to reallocate them? And I find uh, that not, not waste, not waste, bizarre. but like, okay, I'll give you my example because it's not, it's less waste and more reassign. So I got up to uh, one of the main bosses uh, who's optional and he has a really, a really cool, but really f- annoying, uh, mechanic in his fight. Uh, 
so I like st- I walked into the thing. I tried a few times with like the way I'd been doing stuff before, and it just wasn't working. So I like explored more, found a really good spell, uh, basically a giant laser beam, and I came back and I tried that with uh, a specific physic that I'd seen Matt use. Yeah, good one. Oh, it's so good, except it didn't do enough damage. It, like, it wouldn't annihilate him before he triggered his mechanic. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I have, like, 70-odd int at this point, so I'm like, I should be doing quite hectic damage. But it obviously wasn't enough. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try. Respec all, like, I'll take out some points in health and stamina. And I'll put them into just, I'll max my int out, doing the most possible damage. And I came back and it worked. Fantastic. Uh, I got up to this fight now and <laughs> I am at 99 int. And it like, oh my God. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> it's like 91 worth points. And then I have a bunch of like boost, like stat boosts. Boost, yeah. Oh, actually, one of the things that's annoying about, single player is you don't get that many rune arcs like the fact we played multiplayer and got like 40 rune arcs was really helpful when i was stuck on bosses in that run but now i can't like i have to consider whether i need to pop it and if i like pop it and immediately die i'm like i only have three left now this is so annoying so i can't rely on uh rune arcs anymore and great runes so i have 99 int um but the cannon doesn't work because the character moves too much so i race uh so i Looked through all my spells because I'm near the end of the game and I found some ones that work, but they cost a lot of FP and I didn't have much FP. I could only cast it once and then my bar's gone. And I didn't have enough uh, Cerulean Tears to like cast enough to kill them. Anyway, I respect again. I took even more out of my health and my um, uh, stamina. And now I have like. A lot of a lot of damage, a lot of FP. I'm like hyper glass cannon, uh, but I have like 20 vigor or something or 25 vigor. Uh, so it's like respecking has helped me hone what I need when I need it. So it's less about like changing build and realizing I was wrong, but it was more helpful in going, okay, what if I try like as part of the whole experimenting in trying to figure out ways to overcome this challenge. It was another tool I could use to go, okay, well, let me reassign some of these points but that's, for what but I want. But what you've done there is, like, incredibly specific and helped you because you have that spell, you're up against that boss, and you realize or you decide that that's what you're going to do. If I come up against that boss and I don't have that spell and I've never encountered that spell in the game, but I'm in a similar position then doing that is not going to help me. No, but maybe it's it's very situational. Yeah. But my point is to the, to the respecking, because you said, uh, you said it's it's useful for you to respec. I don't feel that with the build I had that respecking to get more, because I had high faith to get even more faith. It was, that was not, the concern. So it felt like it didn't really offer anything to me unless I wanted to change the build. But you, you never know until you try. Like if you maybe try dumping all your points into faith, 
and then casting spells, casting your incantations. Perhaps that's something more like helpful. Yeah, like uh, if you're going strength decks and faith, then it's like oh, spread it a bit too thin. And maybe it works so for the majority of the game, but like, I, I like it as a tool. I think your comment just before was, it feels pointless if it's just, or it feels like it's a cop out if it's, if it's there to completely change your build, but I don't think it's there to completely change your build. I think it's a, another platter that you can pull from to help you overcome bosses. You can completely change your build if you want. And it, obviously Matt has done that. Yeah. Uh, and, and I understand that that's maybe what they've got it for. However, general, what I was saying is that generally in games, respecking is like an opportunity to like try something else to- out without starting a new character. That might not be how it's intended in this game. Like you're saying, it might be intended to be a to be a tool in your arsenal to change. But I also feel that it is situational. And I did not feel that it was going to be viable for me, so I didn't use it. I'd say you're hampering yourself then, because the like you could get quite a lot of the currency for it. Like I thought it was only like twice, because I think that's what it is in like previous games. Like there's not many; it's very limited. But this one, I like had six on me, so I was like, "All right, I there's no, I don't feel bad about trying to respec." And I even yeah, like and that's up. true as well. Now I didn't have many of them. I think maybe I had two of the required items, and so yeah, maybe I so maybe I'm go my my brain went. Well, you can't do this very much. Better save those because the we can get into it later. But from I think really needs to stop leaning on the community so hard when it comes to their game knowledge. I want to get into that later in the game because that's not part of the grind, but that's just something else that after all these years, I'm starting to get a little bit tired of. Okay, well... Well, then let's say whether or not uh, Elden Ring is a game for a busy gamer. Yes. Yeah, I think it is. No. All right, you're fired. I've put in nearly 50 hours across the month. I think I'm like... Maybe three quarters of the way through. It's a big boy. It's like a oh, not. Yeah. It's not a bad point for it, but no, it's not. If you're busy, like you'll understand the experience. But there are more, as you said before, Adrian. There are more honed versions of this game, and I think the f- the ones that are more focused are more beneficial to busy gamers. This one is like. Buckle up, like get ready. You're going to sink a lot of hours into this boy. It's not for a busy gamer. I I do agree. It's very long, and that does, like, it did make me make me think: is this too long a game? But I think the fact you can very easily and quickly pick it up, put it down, stop, start, like the amount of times I played it for thirty minutes on my lunch break working from home was, uh was many so i think it's good that you can get short stints in and i th- I would have assumed you would this would be a busy game for you michael because you you do enjoy playing games over the span of like months like red dead took you how long 
Oh, that's a cool. But I'm pretty sure I said no. It's not for a busy gamer. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. <laughs> Just because I enjoy it uh, doesn't mean that it's for people who are time poor. I'm less time poor than I used to be. If I went back a number of years ago to when we first started No Time to Grind, I would have, I would have played so much less of this. I, I was even surprised that I got in as many hours like as I did, and and there was still so much more of the game to go. So you get a lot of you get a lot of bang for your buck, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's the, it's not the full experience. I still feel very. I still feel very lacking towards Elden Ring as having said that I have played it. I still feel like so much is missing from my experience across 45 hours. But I think that's just um, the nature of the game. I've put probably like over 100 hours in now and I still feel like I've barely touched the surface. Like I, watching streams and stuff will come across, you know, people fighting bosses I haven't seen or like using weapons I didn't know about. I think it's such a massive game that that's just the nature of it. And it is, and we're not the completionist. We're not here to complete the game. That's true. And so that's like, if yeah, if you're, if we're saying, is this for a busy gamer to complete? Oh, one hundred percent. No, obviously no. But it's like it's Skyrim, it's The Witcher, it's an open world game. You play what you want to play, and if you yeah. just take the story as it is, and maybe a few side quests, it's a game for a busy gamer. And, but I don't feel. That even after 45 hours, I don't feel like I have gotten enough is is what I'm saying. That so like I understand that, yeah, at some point further towards the back end of the game, I might go, Oh yeah, I, I have I have seen and gathered what I need from this game to say I have played Elden Ring. But even at the moment, I'm like, geez, there's so much more. What am I missing? Like I whereas playing Skyrim, I've never finished the main story of Skyrim. But I played so I played so much of it that it is done to me, even though I never finished it. You know what I reckon? If if you have find the time to grind, <laughs> uh, I reckon uh, you should go swallow your faith, go to the witch, eat that larval tear. And go like full vigor and strength and just go sword and board and see how that feels. Oh, we'll get to that soon. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll oh, get. okay. For now, uh, here's another gripe, grind, gripe. Oh, uh, let me just pause the game. No, from software think they're better than you and you can't pause the game. But So you're managing your inventory. While in the single-player offline mode, you're getting ganked by a dragonfly. It's a dumb thing from soft. That's all I have. Yeah, to say. I think inventory management. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think time has told us, like, because a lot of people, you know, Dark Souls, are like it's part of the difficulty. You got to pick when you want to go. But life isn't like that, and we're here to have fun. You know, not be, you know, games are entertainment. So, oh. <laughs> so, you know. So maybe they should, you know, give that up. I agree. Uh, so if you just go in your crafting menu, you can get some poison boluses or you can craft up the next game, which is Silent Hill 2. Uh, then coming up after that, because 
normally I just say the next game and that we've got an extra sword or something. But Michael copied and pasted the notes from our Sekiro episode, which was ages ago, <laughs> over 50 episodes ago. Uh, so it says that the next games are, and so I can't just do one. That's not games. Uh, but yeah, Silent Hill 2 is next month. Then following that, we have Orphan of Cos or something. Orphan Sign uh, of Sorcery. That's the one. And then after that is Brutal Legend. Is Brutal Legend the game? I think it is. Uh, it's the rock and roll game with Jack Black. Yes. Okay. Very keen for that then. Uh, so this simply says that I tell you to rate us and suggest games. Don't suggest <laughs> games. This podcast will be coming to a close. Uh, coming to our 100th episode. This should be episode 93. Am I right? Yes. I believe so. <laughs> Confidence. Uh, Somewhere around So there. yeah, we're... We're in the end game now, which I'm glad because Elden Ring could have been the last game and I would have been happy. But anyway, uh, still, like, throw games at us and then we can talk about it in other avenues because we're more than just this podcast. For example, if you go to twitch.tv slash megamattex, that's my Twitch where I am currently playing Bloodborne and we'll probably play it twice in a row because uh, they've got the... Bloodborne community replay because oh, yeah. it's the seven year anniversary, which is going to be wicked. Um, so yeah, but stay tuned for Silent Hill Two next month. Uh, bye, busy gamers. <laughs> That's what the note says. Say bye to busy gamers uh, because yeah, that was the grind. So if you're a busy gamer and you don't have time to listen to the whole podcast, you go okay. I've got the bad. I've got the cons. I weigh up the pros in my mind, and now we're just going to talk about the game. The game Can I take overall. You back? Can I take you back to the beginning of my experience with Souls games? Absolutely. Yeah. I got Dark Souls Prepare to Die Edition on PS on PC, and I fired it up, and I thought, "Oh my god, why is this game so incredibly hard and confusing?" And then I did some research, and I found a podcast, Bonfire Side Chat. I think they still exist, but they became like a... Oh, that takes me back. They came back and do like Patreon episodes. It's really good. Like, they're great. Uh, and with that, I was able to then further understand the game. And I thought, wow, this is really cool. That like, look at the like the community, like sharing all these stories and investigating the lore. And then we find Vardy Vidya and like, you go, wow, what a great community. And then I feel like From Software went... Hmm. We can just keep doing this. We can keep making things mysterious and letting people investigate the little messages inside the description of a ring. And we can hide things throughout the world and people can use like the messages on the ground or make videos or talk on Reddit as to where and how you should play the game. And I think after all these years... I'm a little bit over it. Having played what? so many games now through the podcast and seeing, like, good game design, I'm starting to wonder if this is, in fact, lazy design. What brought you to this conclusion? Was there a specific event? So we were talking earlier about the build, okay, my build specifically. Initially, I was going... I was going with a with a build similar to what I had maybe rolled with. I think it was in sort of like Dark Souls 3, 2. I played those ones 
sort of as very much like a like a cleric sort of c- class. So I sort of knew roughly what to put points in. And after uh, the first part, I would say the first, say the first area of Limgrave, Peninsula, all of that, that was fine. But then around like Leonia and Ray Lucaria, it like it felt like it wasn't really working anymore. And so I had to like, I had to dive a little deeper and I didn't really want to. I was trying to just experience the game, but I was like, this isn't working. I'm going to have to go to the to the Fextra Life wiki or whatever and have a look. And so then I found a build for like, it was like a, they called it like a Templar or some kind of like that cleric. So it's like strength, faith, build. And I'm like, okay, I now am going to follow like this build. And then the thing is, is that the build as a cleric, you need miracles and the game in the early part has like no offensive miracles and so then you're going okay well what where do i find offensive miracles so then you're reading online where to find them and it's like that's not good i shouldn't i shouldn't be i shouldn't be doing that i shouldn't feel that i need to lean on that but i was at a point which i come to quite often in from games you're at, you hit a point where you go, I need other people's knowledge. And it's been going on for like over 10 years. And I'm like, why? Why do we Why do we still have to rely so heavily on other people to break down these games? And why is everything so hidden? And why is everything so like finely complex? Like, why can't I just have the build I want and feel like natural progression i know these games are hard i've played many of them i've played them for many years i understand that i know get good but and that's why i feel like i do have some right in saying that this isn't great i shouldn't feel this way in a game a game should not frustrate me for not telling me things but it does it does it withholds it withholds information and I'm like, why, why? It's just a barrier to me enjoying the game. And then I have to turn to the people and everyone goes, oh, but you know, that's what it's all about. Oh, that's from, yeah, they're always like that. It's like, shouldn't we maybe ask them to be better? <laughs> shouldn't we maybe, like, they they have come a long way in this game in that this one does feel different. This one does feel like it has the easiest entry. But then it still has all the problems of the other one. And it's like, why? After all this time, why do I have to go look up where to find a lightning spell? And then it's like hidden in some part of the peninsula. And I was like, I wouldn't have found it here. Why is it hidden here? And I can't get any other lightning spells until like halfway in the game. So what is the point of picking this class? What is the point of this build? Like... And then realizing, and then you read more, and they're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, don't do that build until later. In the first part of the game, you want to be doing this build. And it's like, why? I just want to play the game with the tools that they give me, and that's what they've given me. I'm putting the skills in. You've allowed me to put those skills in, and it just doesn't feel... It just doesn't feel good. <laughs> so why isn't it better yet? You know, at the start, when you started talking, I was like... I think I was thinking that's what you signed up for when you went that build. But the thing is, 
you don't know that you're signing up for that. And as you kept talking, I was like, you know what? I do agree because it's like, especially, so the hub area, I don't think I like any hub areas in FromSoft games. Like when I think about it in hindsight, it's like, I, you don't, there's nothing there. Like there's, okay, there's people there. But literally, what is needed there is one person dies, one person's a statue, and the other two are there at the end of the game after everybody pisses off. And that's the only things that you need there. Yeah, it's nice to have the other guy there, and he talks to you, and you get some hugs, and that's nice. You can track an STD. That's nice, but that's not needed. So what's the point of the hub area? If you don't need the majority of the things there. And that's what a perfect thing could be. Is a person. Like I. So at the start of the game. You get to the round table hold. There should be a person. Who is like. You go to and you just. They have everything. And you talk, can talk to them about everything. And you just. Like all the prompt says is incantations. And the person replies. What are you talking about? Brother C, whatever, is right there. He, you can buy incantations from him. But then after that guy leaves, because he leaves, so you, if you previously thought, I'll just buy some incantations later, well, too bad, he's gone now. And you need to find him. He does still sell them, but you need to find him. And he doesn't leave a clue to where he is, which annoys me. Um, Like, there's no hint... Like, and that's, I don't mind a soft hint. Like, so you go to the guy after the brother's left and he's like, hmm, perhaps the Church of Apologies would help. And you're like, what? There's no Church of Apologies. And then you go, hang on, but there is the that Temple of Forgiveness place. And then you go there and then you can buy incantations from Turtle Pope, who's the best character in the game, uh, purely because they're a Turtle Pope. But anyway, like... Th- there should be that because the thing is you don't know that you're signing yourself up to be like granted it's obvious that a simple sword and board is going to be simple but you don't know when you're signing up for a faith build or even a wizard build that to be the most effective you either need to fully commit and explore every single nook and cranny and even then there are a lot of there's a lot more invisible walls than I ever thought there would be, and in a lot more different places as well. I also think it's the like, allure of like, so why did I make a cleric build? Because the incantations like look amazing and therefore look fun, and I want to have fun. And that's why I went into it. I don't want to play Sword and Board, because in other ones I've played Sword and Board. I'm not just playing this game to say I have beat it, to beat a boss. Otherwise, everyone would probably just come out the same build, probably a dex build, just really high DPS, really good dodging and rolling, get all those iframes and off you go. Like, like that's not that's not fun. <laughs> like, it might be for some people, but it's not for me. I want to... Ex- I, that's just Sekiro. Like, I, yeah, exactly. And I and if you listen back to us, Sekiro one, I think I struggled with that one the most out of the From games because they're like, "This is all you've got," and I'm like, "Okay, this is all we've got." Whereas this, the game is showing you so many things. You see invaders with amazing incantations and spells, and you find, if, like, as a cleric, I was finding spells 
more than I was finding incantations. Like, oh, I can't use those. I don't have the int. And I'm like, do and I don't want to put int in. I want to go into faith. And it's like because the game makes it seem really cool. It makes it seem really fun. But then, but then I was like not experiencing it. And then when I got it, compared to Magic, my understanding is it's worse. <laughs> it's just it's just worse. <laughs> it's like why would you do this to me? Why would you make me want something in your game and then be like ah? You picked the bad things. You picked the wrong ones. <laughs> there shouldn't be any wrong things in a game. Like, if you were running around in Halo, just smacking everything with your hands, fair enough. But if you wanted to play the whole game with a pistol, you should be able to, kind of thing. Like, I know it felt weird. If, if <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it really didn't feel viable. And I'm like, then why is it here? And you, you made me want it. You put it here. For my money, personally, I think the problem with Faith is Arcane. Why? Like, I don't like Arcane existing uh, because it affects Holy Defense, which is, that's Faith. Uh, Certain sorceries and incantations, okay, that's both. So, you know, can't be just Faith. But it's like, I I feel like Faith got cut a little bit because they had arcane not fully standing on its own two legs and so they cut a little bit of faith off and put it onto arcane that's what i reckon for my money i am the opposite to what how you reacted matt i was in agreement with michael at the start of his rant and then by the end i disagreed because you in any game where you choose a class and you choose what you're going to do you don't know what like the game's going to present you. When I start Mass Effect and I choose Engineer and I don't choose any like psionic abilities or whatever they're called, like I've chosen to miss out on stuff. But you get other boons, and I think stuff like Faith and like May, like Mage as well in Elden Ring's the same. Of like you're kind of gonna suffer early, but by late game you're gonna be a, a like a DPS machine. Like, I think I'll agree the game doesn't tell you. There's no real way to know, but that's most games you don't know. You just go in with an but idea of what a, you want to play. If it's well designed, you will, f- you will feel progression. You will feel that your build is learning new things. But I, I legitimately in the first part of the game felt like what was the point of picking this class? There are no incantations. I cannot, I cannot find them. They did exist in the game, but for some reason they're in like odd places that I needed extra information to find or I needed to go over the entire world with a fine-tooth comb. For some reason, they were. why is it harder to find even the most simple offensive incantation and yet I can have swords like coming out of every NPC's ass? Like, it's... It's like I understand there are less spells than the swords, but you, but the game was giving me nothing. I felt no progression as the build for the longest time, and then when I finally got some stuff, I was then told, "Ha, sorry, mate, your build sucks compared to most. That's just the way it is. Maybe by late game it'll work out. Well, I can't get to late game because I can't beat a boss because I've made this build. Oh, so I guess I'll have to go respec. Is that why you put it in the game? Because you put in 
you put in traps basically <laughs> you put in you put in builds that aren't viable or at least not viable for the way that I'm playing it doesn't feel good that's what determines whether or not games are enjoyable how do they feel so if you are having a shit time in mass effect as an engineer then shame on EA and BioWare shouldn't feel that way yes you're going to miss out on things but you should also get burns i wasn't finding any burn. What am I going to do with a heal? Slower to use than an Estus flask. Just leaves you open for damage. Oh, and I've got less vigor because I've been putting putting stuff into faith, expecting to actually get some offensive faith spells. Like, it doesn't feel good. It feels misleading and almost like you're being punished for trying to do what the game is offering you. And I don't get it. <laughs> you know what you're getting up front because the game shows you when you pick, like, whatever the, the starting class is that has the highest faith, you know you're getting healing spells. Like, I think you expected too much because, like, I, uh, for, like, 70% of the game, have been using the same mage spell since the beginning. I suppose it's we're getting different things out of the game. You want more variety and you want to try new spells. I suppose I... I'm just like I want to beat the game. Like I want to, I want to beat the challenge with this restriction of being a mage build and not using summons. Uh, but like you've you've applied that restriction to yourself. You can still like I don't see the like the problem with then going. Okay, well this isn't working out for me. I'm not finding spells. Maybe I dump a few points into to strength and just like you know hybrid like adapt on the fly. Wait, what did what did you pick? Uh, what class did you pick, Michael? Confessor. It says right here, equally adept with a sword as they are with incantations. You're healing yourself as you're using your sword. That's what you're supposed yeah. to be doing. And so what did I you do? Want the, uh, what, what you're trying to order is the prophet. He's got arcane. He comes out of the gate with a big fireball. Yeah, that's great. But I so I so here's the thing though. So the the original builds, you think you would sort of follow along their design. So I've done that. I use a greatsword. I use halberds. Like I am I am what the confessor is designed to be, and it doesn't feel good. And yeah. it's like, okay, maybe it's the one class out of all of them that doesn't feel good, because there's always going to be something that slips through the cracks. The engineer, for example, could be the worst build in Mass Effect. But I just feel that after all these years of video game design and that from software, we know that they can make some quality things. And I've played Faith Builds in their other games and this one felt all wrong. Then maybe and it's a side effect of the open open nature of the game. Like, because it's like, you know, previous games, they're more streamlined. You have, like, a few different paths you can take, but they're all spokes coming out of a wheel rather than a giant circle you're exploring. They can go, all right, well, we can place this for, for mages and we can place this for greatsword users and we can place this for incantation users. It's a little more focused. They can they can smooth that curve out, perhaps an open world, which like just begs exploration. Like I guess they're going, if you want more stuff, you have to explore, which I guess for a busy gamer is pretty terrible. <laughs> I just find that it's I just find that it's frustrating and that 
the solution that everybody turns to. I think this is my big takeaway that like, yes, it's frustrating. But like, but at the end of the day, like that's the game. You're right. That is my build. That's me. But I felt that the game didn't help me deal with it. Instead, everyone's solution is, oh, look it up online. And I said, why should I be relying on other players to be doing the heavy lifting? Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be spending my time researching how to enjoy a game. I should just enjoy the game. But that's how any game goes. If you want to get the best weapon in a Final Fantasy game, you're not very likely to stumble into it. You've got to go, all right, I want Ultima Weapon. Uh, I'm not talking about the best weapon. I'm not not even, I'm not looking for the best incantation. I was legitimately at a point where I was like, what is wrong? Do I need to look to the internet for the simplest things? And that's not okay? It's like, I had to look to, I'm like, where do I get more smithing stones? Like, like the main upgrade item. And I'm not talking like, like somber stones, sevens. No, just like smith, like, yeah, standard ones. And I'm like, <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> why do I, why do we have to rely on the internet in all of these games every time? I feel like Elden Ring does require it the most. I think I don't necessarily agree with your gripe as a whole, but I think for Elden Ring, those, those things that possibly work more cohesively in previous Souls games are exacerbated here because of the openness. I think the, and this is going to be a more general comment overall, but I think the openness of Elden Ring is a great boon for this game, but also a great loss of, of some of like part of the essence for me. So like, it is a really good game and I'm glad like it's good for a lot of people to get into and get around because it means we'll get more, um, more, more Souls-likes, more From games, and it's not a bomb like Matt predicted. It was just because, so in our personal chat, I was like, I haven't heard anything about this game. That's not good. That's what happened with Cyberpunk. You like, Actually, it's the opposite of what happened with Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk was amping it up too much. But yeah, too much publicity and no publicity are like big red flags, and this was, for me, no publicity. Uh, but because the thing is there's a part of a lot of people would be like no this is just how the game is no it's not because they added npc markers people like those ubisoft ux designers that complained on twitter are right like they're also wrong and right at the same time and the fact that they added in the npc markers means there is truth to it and like maybe it doesn't have to be my thing because i'm saying yeah there should be a character that you go to and you're like Dude, I need a I need smithing stones, and then, like, I personally never had a problem with smithing stones because I got the um, bell bearing, which I'm pretty sure I just stumbled upon for regular smithing stones. But um, yeah, if you're like, I need more offensive incantations, so like that's a tap like thing, offensive incantations, and then he goes, hmm, maybe you should go pay the golden knight at Leonia of the Lakes. You know, like, give something. Because the problem with looking it up, I personally like looking up things, and I would argue for it. Like, RuneScape, Stardew Valley, this, I love that you can go look it up. Like, I don't think it's necessary, but it's advantageous. 
Whereas for your build, Michael, it's oh, like it is. It sounds pretty like you've convinced me that it sounds pretty necessary, like to get the information you need because it's not given to you at all in the game. And so, if you're gonna add NPC markers, maybe you should add a way to in universe. Because sorry, I skipped over my point a bit. When you look it up on Fextra Life, which sucks, by the way, but when you look it up, it just spoils everything. It's like, ah, this is dropped by this boss, who is actually, turns out, is this boss's lover. Yeah, boom, plot twist. This this faith spell dropped by the Elden Ring. Uh, turns out you were the Elden Ring the whole time. And it's like, okay, cool. That's that's good. I just wanted to look up where to get a lightning spear because lightning spear traditionally <laughs> in FromSoft games is pretty good, but I guess I'll <sighs> just be maidenless still. I really want to try a faith build now and see if it is as bad as... Like, did you just have a bad experience or is it that bad in this game? And this is what I don't know. And what I do, like, I do want to put, like, an asterisk of, like... I sort of mentioned before, like, this is not enjoyable for me operating that way. Like, Elden Ring is still a great game. Like, it is, like, doing it, like, I hope no one's taking this the wrong way, that, like, I enjoy Elden Ring. I enjoy, like, it's possibly my favourite Frump game. I'm just saying that as a design philosophy over the years, I don't know why this is still present and why it felt bad to enjoy a good thing. It's like your thing is good. I want to play it. Why are you why are you making it so hard beyond the typical hardness of a from game? It just it wasn't clicking. Now it might just be me. Someone might be like, you idiot, why didn't you just look behind this rock in the like right near the tree sentinel in the first area and look, there's the best faith offensive faith spell in the game like maybe i missed it and i think you're right in saying that it is one of the detractions of it being open world in that you can very easily miss things that could make your life so much easier that could make the build and things that would be in other games would be more directly in your path yeah the more linear ones you like i'm not expecting to stumble upon the best thing but you will be presented with more items or most of the items, whereas it's incredibly easy to miss so much in this one. I just remembered. You were double right, Michael, because they added in more smithing stone, specifically in the early game. They added more Oh, more in. purchasable ones, they pa- yeah. Yeah, they patched it in. Not just more um, purchasable, but um, I think even the, like, starting nights start dropping them and stuff. Like, this is the best FromSoft engine by far. But it's like, I I want to see what they can do with this engine. Like, I don't, I do love the open world, but you guys, are, like, it is a detriment. I don't want another open world. That way. Like, in this, the way I view these games, I think is different than other people, but I'm glad they did this and, like, played with it and toyed with it. And we got this really cool thing. And this, like, really cool, unique take on a Souls, like a FromSoft Souls game. But, I mean, personally, I prefer the hone, like, finely crafted, uh, like, here are 12 weapons you can use, and the bosses are well-crafted to verse all of them, which I don't think Elden Ring 
feels less. It feels more like power by numbers. Like I'm just either going to be mm. higher level than this boss and demolish it, or I'm not meant to be here yet. Um, there were, yeah, like a handful of fights where I felt like, okay, we're about even. It's going to take me, you know, a few tries to learn how to move through their attacks and, and that kind of thing and where to find the openings. I've got that. I've gotten that a bit more with the mage build. So I don't know if I like, but I've also, I'm probably under leveled compared to where I was in my first run because I, I know where, I don't want to explore as much because I've already seen the world. So I'm a bit more power, like power running through the game to just beat all the bosses. So I'm probably slightly under leveled, but I mean that's that's the part of the open world experience, right? Is that you can just go through and you can get to your weapon to max level uh, before beating like the third boss or something. It's crazy what you can do with this open world. You can skip I do so want... much as well, like if you yeah. needed to, if you wanted to. I do want another open world, but not like I wouldn't want their next one. I wouldn't want them to go dark again and then come out with Elden Ring 2. I'd rather them be like I mean if I could choose Genie's Wish, Bloodborne 2 and part of the wish I know Genie's try to ruin a wish it's actually better than Bloodborne 1. Oh, now that's, that's the wish I can get wish. behind. Uh, uh, and then they do because here's the thing as well like this is Dark Souls 4. Yeah basically <laughs> that's the way I, uh, like I'm seeing it. It's it's Dark Souls 4, and I think I would prefer a different setting than medieval. I'm I'm happy they returned to it because I I did miss it. Like playing it again, I'm like I did miss you know having all these weapons and different like things to play with. It's it's fun to to be like do that. I do prefer like their you know the Bloodborns and the Sekiro's, but. It's a good. It was good to return to like a that's like to get yeah. a, you know an effect of Souls Four, but I, I think I, I I agree with you. Like that'd be cool if they did something else, and then maybe something else, and then maybe did Elden Ring too. How good would their interpretation of like Greek and Roman? That's what I was thinking. Be? That's what I was thinking. Get out of my head. I was thinking a Greek mythology one, but then the problem is so. Okay. I'm going to spoil every FromSoft game, all right? And so I'm just going to say it. Uh, so I'll like, probably skip like 30 seconds. Uh, so spoiler three, two, one. So every game is well, Cthulhu gods. So I like at the same time, I do and don't want Greek gods to end up being Lovecraft. Oh, but that'd be so good, wouldn't it? Like they're all it portrayed it's as the same like same thing these, every time. I mean, yes and no. Like they're in the games, <laughs> but I don't think it's the main thing you know like um, like there's a there's a cthulhu-esque there's a couple of like uh astronomical creatures here but it's not like the main thing of the game like it was you know in blood nah, i think the main thing of the game is i mean that's it's a boss but like in terms of the whole narrative of the story it's very right. little importance I, well like then again you don't yeah we need more like ah oh, this was just like actually real like warfare instead of um he used the god sperm to f- flay the fingal snap and it's like what about some real actual like uh i this captain wanted more land 
I said this before. Also, I have no idea what's happening in the story after 45 yeah, hours. Uh, like, that's another change with the, the the change in the focus in that you can spend so much time away from bosses, which are kind of the main story beats of From Games. i got no idea what's yeah, going on. Yeah, I so, have vague understandings but like yeah same it's there were gods then suddenly they could die basically this upset uh destroyed the world as we know it including like the laws of reality itself were upset by it um and then we keep killing gods and then we kill the lot and we kill all of them we're kratos and the and magic is like magic is like science. No, so magic. So here's the funny thing. So um, basically, magic is inc- incantations in the law. I mean, Varty could prove me wrong, but so glintstone comes from space. But so do the things that make gods gods in this game. So it's like, haha, you guys are the same. You too like. I think the only thing that is like different is the chaotic three fingers people. They're like actually evil, Madness. whereas it's like faith, oh no, science and magic, no, it's like actually same thing. Uh, there are so many NPC quest lines as well. Like I feel like this has yeah. way more than any others, and like they can interact with each other more than ever before, which is like again like cool. But like I, the ones I wanted to follow, I just never again the open, yeah. I, I like that the openness exists. I just, I don't think it's the perfect FromSoft uh, experience. Like, if I was, like, I think I made a joke about it today about like they're trying to make the perfect game, but like thinking about it, they they might be trying to make the perfect game because they keep iterating on what they learned from previous games and pushing pushing it forward, and then they try something new, and some some of it works, and some of it doesn't, and they carry some of it forward, and they they leave some of it behind. And I think if that was is the case, I think Elden Ring has a lot of cool stuff they could take forward into that perfect game, but I don't think the open world is it. I hate that there are so <laughs> so many duplicate bosses in this mm, game. It is disheartening, and I'm like, I'm, I mean, I'm vocal about that thing the most that's what i hate the most about the game because all the encounters feel less a memorable b special and like i remember like there was one boss even though like the main some of the main bosses some of the remembrance bosses where you get like a soul a boss soul i was like oh surely all those will be unique because they're the remembrances four three to four maybe five of them are duplicates or are duplicated elsewhere in the game and the only one that i can argue because i like i it's not that i like it it's just that i don't dislike it at all like it's not like oh i don't like that as much as you don't like it but it's like i don't not like it at all it's it's like that's what they had to do in order to make yes. this. Then that's fine. My biggest gripes are when you come across a normal enemy and then suddenly they're a boss. I can get behind, you know, you fight the Capra demon and then later he's just an enemy because you're stronger now. 
Um, so he's just an enemy now. Uh, I don't like it the other way around. Um, but it is a bit weird that they had that, the omen. He's three of them, isn't yeah, he? He shows up thrice, yes. But he's literally, it's the same guy. Three, so it's not a clone. It is the same guy just kicking it. Why are you, like, that's weird. I don't know if that's better or worse that he's the same character you fight three times. Why? But you, you, you might not stumble. Um, I mean, I guess it could be said for most of them, you might not stumble into it. But, like, I just, I think that's part of the detriment of the open world. Like, it's, I understand they had to do that to not have spend six more years making this game. Like, it's the compromise of the open world. That's why I say it's like a preference. I don't like it as much as other FromSoft titles in that regard. I think it's a part of the detriment of the open world for myself. Uh, I remember specifically uh, one that annoyed me the most was I came across a really cool boss in one of the random dungeons. Um, and it's a, it was a clone of uh, one of the remembrances, the Void Walker or Ast- Astral's the name, Astral or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, it was a clone of it, so it wasn't this one. But I was like, wow, this is such a cool boss. And I, by this point, I, like I'd already I'd seen like clones of everything, and not just like once. Like some bosses have shown up like three or four times. I was like, if this one is a clone as well, it's so unique and cool. I'm going to be so annoyed. And it was one of the remembrances. Remembrances, and I was like, this. It just it doesn't it doesn't make it feel as good. That's it feels like quantity over quality. Not to say it's not quality, but it feels like it's lost the extra quality. Yeah. I get what you mean. And I see, because I like it for law reasons, but I can get behind it what you're saying. It's like if you if they added a boss rush mode, it's like I don't want to fight the same guy twice in a boss rush mode. I want to be fighting unique bosses. Um I think really talking about it now, we finally because we've talked about this. We try to not talk about the podcast game, but we've talked about we played yeah, it together. Um but like really sitting down and talking to you guys about it really makes me think it's like, yeah, next one, like it's still going to be classed as open world because if blood bloodborne is classed as open world, then if they dial it back to that, that's going to be classed as open world. Um, but maybe like do not the large open scapes, but instead have like the area of Limgrave take that. And then in each corner put a legacy dungeon so you have the area in between that is open like very open it's an open field but then you've got boom legacy dungeon boom legacy dungeon you know my favorite thing about these games are that i'm taking elevator where i think i'm nowhere near anything i've ever been i think i'm about to go somewhere new and then boom you're at filing shrine and like that's one of the best feelings that i have and so it's like the fact that that didn't really it happened like twice and nowhere near as effectively but they've definitely this is the best engine for sure i feel like they just used the same engine and just kept upgrading it i don't know if they've reinvented their engine at any point but yeah it's the best iteration of their souls bond games okay i think i think we've come to the point where we decide a final rating. Uh, 
I think mine's going to throw some people off. I'm going to say find time to grind. I think there are better Souls experiences that you need to play. Like if you could only play two Souls games, it's. I feel like it's got to be, for me, it'd be like Bloodborne or Sekiro and Dark Souls or Demon Souls. Like either DS1, DS3 or the, Demon so- the Demon's Souls remake because at least that's similar um, and it's more modern because Matt's been playing Dark Souls and that first game really is quite oh clunky. It's, it's quite old at I'm this point. trying to not complain because people are just going to be like, good, good. But it's like, it's this is an old game. This is a this is a 2002 game released in 2011. What the fuck? It's like going back to play <laughs> GoldenEye on N64. It's like, yeah, it really it's is. like, yeah, it was great at the time. It was game changing, industry changing at the time. But we've taken what that game did really well and we've figured out how to make things smoother and better and more enjoyable. It feels like um, Silent Hill 2 is tank controls. That's It feels like I've gone to tank controls <laughs> in Dark Souls. So I think, like, I, actually, I, I could see Elden Ring, oh, like, over, a, like, a Dark Souls 3 or something, but I think me, a fine, fine time to grind. I don't think it's necessary. I think there's more concise games that, in, in its own experience, Elden Ring is a great community game, but I think in its own little compact experience, it's less sufficient than a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne. Because mm. I can I can get behind what you're saying. Because I'm after finishing Elden Ring, um, I played I'm playing Bloodborne and uh, Dark Souls, and it's like, yeah, Bloodborne just feels better. Like I was thinking, am I looking at it? with nostalgia and so playing it again at first i was like yeah it was nostalgia this is crap but then getting into the meat of bloodborne i'm like no elden ring like it did lose that quality and even dark souls has it has a lot more flaws and elden ring is by far better but there's still just some things that it just doesn't feel like that classic as classic recipe kind of thing uh, but I'm going to have to say that in this month, I, whilst looking after my child, also neglecting my child a little bit, and wife, and I'm sorry, um, honey, uh, but I managed to platinum this game, which, I mean, I don't need to play it ever again. Uh, my final run, because you need to do three runs. It doesn't let you save scum, or at least the PS5 doesn't let you save scum. So you can't just like get to the end and then do the ending and then re- load your save. That doesn't work. So I had to do three runs. My third run took five real life hours and three in game hours. This is a game for a busy game and make time to grind. Bam. Game of the year. <laughs> get good, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that this is a. Uh... I think that this is an um, an excellent game. Like, there's no way around it. Like, it is it is a great game, but this is the game for people who just want so much mm. Soulsborne. Like, I get a feeling from this game that we don't get another one for a while. And they go, don't worry, there's plenty there. You go you go back to Elden Ring, there is plenty in Elden Ring. Have you explored everywhere? Have you explored all? Have, did you find that little corner? 
down in Caled. Did you find? Oh, you didn't find that. Yeah, only one guy's found that. He's gotten the one trophy from there. His name's Matt Callis. Like, there's so much there. It's for it's for enthusiasts on the whole. It's got great entry. So if you're new to the series, you could start here because it actually is like it comes in nicely is the best engine looks really great gives you the freedom to not bang your head on the wall you can backtrack and the thing is i guess that like we are pressed for time is the other thing to keep in mind that i played for 45 hours but i was i was trying to finish it and it was adding a level of frustration if i had if i had no requirements whatsoever on this game i would simply walk away from a boss where I was feeling overstretched, or I feel like my build wasn't viable, and I would, and I would just keep exploring and keep going through like the little catacombs and dungeons, like because there's so much. So I have to keep that in mind as well. That and and please keep that in mind with my thoughts from earlier. That it's like I was trying to achieve something, and the game was frustrating me because the game was getting in the way of me achieving what I wanted from it. So keep that in mind as well. It's a fine time to grind. When you find some time, play it because it will take you time. Uh, but it's not a must because you can get that that more refined experience from... Like, I, I'm really considering that. What, if I can finish this, then I'm thinking about, like, going back to Bloodborne. <gasps> yes. Because yeah. even though Bloodborne... Even though Bloodborne does not sit high... In, in my favourites, I know that it's, like, that really pure experience and I'm keen to, like, look at it with a different set of eyes. Um, but, yeah, it's not a busy game. It's not a game for a busy gamer for me, but it is a fine time to grind. There's so much here. It's very good. Like, it deserves all the accolades that it gets. I personally have some questions around their design, like, ethos. And games in general, like having done this podcast for so long now, I'm finding things in lots of games that frustrate me. I I just want to, I, as I'm getting older, I don't want things to be more difficult. They can still be challenging because that can be part of the game, but it shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be like difficult in quotes, if you understand Chal- what yeah. I mean. Should be fr- games. Games shouldn't frustrate you to play. That's not enjoyable. A boss can frustrate you and give you that challenge, but it's like saying, like you know, like playing guitar should not hurt your hands. You haven't played enough guitar, then, sir. You want to develop those calluses. <laughs> it, you might. It might struggle to learn a song. You might struggle to pull off an amazing solo and get your fingers all muddled up and stuff. And, and but like, but if it feels like your guitar is like stabbing you, you need a different. I guitar. would also argue though, if you're trying to play the guitar in one specific way and it's not working, and then you go, "Guitar sucks because I can't finger pick." Maybe try some other ways to play guitar. <laughs> like here, maybe take your level tier, get rid of the shitty faith build. But yeah, I understand also the like time pressure of like I want to try and finish this in a month which like, if it was any other game like i put a lot of hours. i i didn't put in, like you put what 45 hours into this i think i put like what did i say for red dead 20 or 30 and i like i got half just over halfway like this is 
this is a very big game. There's like on your first run, expect sixty to seventy hour, like minimum. Uh, but I think you know what the difference is. How long does it take to get on your horse in Red Dead Redemption Two? <laughs> How long does it take to get? I'm, I'm gone. I'm already that, gone. Yeah. It, God, just being able to. And then the time tempest is that great? Torrent, sorry, not tempest. Oh, so good. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, everyone. Wait. So is I, at least got more to say. I just I wanted to ask, what is your? So where do you place Elden Ring on your list? Because for me, it's number two behind Bloodborne. Uh, I think I, I think fourth. Fourth? Because you got you said. I think. I've, I think. You said Bloodborne, Sekiro, Dark Souls 2. No, no, Blood, probably Bloodborne, it? Sekiro, Dark Souls, Elden Ring 2, 3. Uh, Demon Souls, right. I don't know, is somewhere in the middle. Probably under Elden Ring. I wasn't, sorry, I wasn't trying to put order into it. I was just trying to okay, yeah, figure yeah, out what yeah. one, two, three, where. Uh, and Michael, where do you place this? I want to know. It's probably overall a two as well. I almost have two lists where I kind of go like, this is the best two to literally play, especially because like we, we all played on PS5s, amazing load times. It looks great. It the engine is in its best form. It's like this is the best to like to play. But for me, Dark Souls One is still the most memorable, and I think the best designed. It's just too mm. old now, and even at the time, it was it was too clunky, but. It's its design was I felt like was much more honed than where we are now. Even though this clearly has a bigger team and is clearly a better game, it's still not as yeah. memorable. So I really I wanna say thanks for listening, everyone. And I I'm glad we could have these discussions where we push aside the fact that this game is already like Yep, fantastic game. We can all agree it gets eight points out of ten by default. But we can really get like nut out those last two points where we can go like Michael's ranting about Elden Ring. What? This is a great game. Yeah, but he's ranting over one to two points of like percentage, you know, score. So I'm like, I like that, you know. Same with Red Dead. This is I think this is to you what Red Dead was to me, right? Where it's like, I can see what's great about it. I just the way this game is built is not necessarily the most fun thing that I want to be doing. I think that is you for this game. Yeah, kind of. I I now appreciate sort of where you were coming from. Where that like, it's not even that I can't play the game. I have played the game. I've played it a lot. I beat bosses. I feel good. But then something feels off and wrong. And it's like, Why? Why, when there's so many good things, why is this one thing sticking with me? And that's just the nature of, like, Mm. playing games. There's just some things rub you the wrong way and it could, like, it can really irk you if it gets in the way of that, of how you want to play a game. Everyone, thank you very much for listening. Please let us know your Elden Ring thoughts. Uh, OP builds. Uh, I need ways to beat this very, very hard boss on a mage build with 99. Like, I could not physically be doing more damage. I have to just outplay her now, which I'm getting better at slowly. But uh, it's, it's, uh, it's surely a challenge. Thank you very much. My name's been Adrian. I've been Matt. 
And I've been Michael. Unfortunately for you, however, you are maidenless. Without guidance, ah. without the strength of runes, and without an invitation to the round table hold, you are fated, it seems, to play Silent Hill 2. This is where I would hit him with a weapon and just kill him. <laughs> Hang on, I've got that. I've got the script. Do you even comprehend the gravity of this choice? Very well. If you mistake kindness for frailty of heart, then perhaps a more physical copy of Silent Hill 2 is in order. <laughs> and now he's dead. <laughs> Does he have final words? He does have final words. Uh, uh, you maidenless runt, who do you think I am? Silent Hill 2 is next episode. <laughs> Why does he say, who do you think I am? Right? I was ready for some deep lore. I was like, is this going to be like one of the most important people right at the start of the game? I don't know. He's 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 the better patches. Like, the patches I have not come across game, patches. patches. I know he's in the game. <laughs> Play the game. <sighs> See, this is what I mean. This is what it's I mean. Too Why big. is the game not letting you access patches? Why is he hidden uh, online on he's not hidden. Life? Look, Dark he's Souls 2 meme coming through. Patches hates clerics. Oh, my Dark Souls 2 fans will love that one.